I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And this is Sisters Take a Side, chatting all about Pamela Smart. Hello. Hi. Happy recording day. I know. Happy almost July 4th. Yes, we are coming to you from the past. Do, 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 do. Barely. But yes, barely. from the past. I, <laughs> barely. As in, it is Monday, July 3rd, and this episode <laughs> has to be released on the Thursday of this week. So On Thursday the 6th. Oops. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. We're making We've more. been very busy. We, have we? <laughs> I yeah, have not been very busy. I actually, I just got back from taking the tiny humans to see a train, and I found out my tiny humans don't like trains. They're scared of trains, so. Unless they're Thomas the Tank Engine trains. Yeah. Well, these were not. These were Amtrak trains, and my kids didn't like it, and now I'm sweating, and uh, anyways, here we are. Well, you get Mom of the Year Award, for sure. I mean, okay, great. Okay, Um, what, what are we talking about today? So we are talking about Pam Smart. Do you know this case at all? I literally don't know who that is. This is, I think, the first case that you've done where I don't have, like, a single inkling. Like, I'm thinking of the girl who was, like, abducted out of her bedroom window, but I think that was Elizabeth Smart. Like, I don't think that was this person. Yeah, no, this is definitely not an abduction story. Okay, so I truly, I have no idea, except I know that you texted me this week and were like, girl, I've got a case for you, and here we, and you were like super excited about it, and it has like all the things that you love, like yes. weird 90s shit, and yeah. And yeah. I see that you have 100,000 pages of notes, so I'm excited. <laughs> so buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. Okay, well then like, let's just dive but, right in. Let's so, just do it. Let's just I'm kind of excited it. that like, you don't know anything about this case, that actually like thrills me i yeah i i know nothing tell me everything about pamela smart okay do i get to know like ahead of time is she like the villain or the hero of the story because like what if i start rooting for her and she sucks at the end well that's i think that's actually kind of gonna be the like sisters take a side spin on this you like so that was a wonderful setup em thank you you so much you're welcome okay (laughs) so pamela smart um Again, loving that you don't know this, but I apologize in advance because I kind of like no spoilers, but definitely spoil it in the beginning. Um, so Pam Smart is currently serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole in connection oh, with her husband, <laughs> Greg Smart's death in 1990. Oh, shit. Okay. Womp. Well, I guess I'm not rooting for her. Well. Unless he, unless he deserved it. I don't know. Okay. Continue. Hold on. <laughs> don't make any like rash decisions yet. Pam maintains to this day that she had nothing to do with Greg Smart's murder. On May 1st, 1990, 16-year-old Billy Flynn and 17-year-old Patrick Randall entered the dairy condominium shared by Pam and Greg. Wait, stop. Stop. You're going to breeze past that date and not have anything to say about May 1st, 1990? Don't worry. I say about it. I I, I talk all about it later. Okay. Hold on to your pants, guys. You just hold on there. Okay. The two forced Greg Smart to his knees in their foyer. As Randall held a knife to the man's throat, Billy Flynn fired a hollow point bullet into his head, killing him. If you're wondering why Pam Smart is serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole, you've come to the right place. So let's do this. All right. So okay. Pam oh, Smart. So, 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 <laughs> I feel like I interrupted you when you were like delivering a key part of the story. So to, so a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old killed Greg Smart. Correct. Okay. okay. How have I never heard of this? I don't know. Okay. Continue. You've heard of it. I just think it's not like ringing any bells for you just yet. Okay. Well, okay. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So who is Pam Smart? Let's start with Pam. So Pam was born August 16th, 1967 in, <laughs> 1967 in Coral Gables, Florida. By all accounts, Pam was bright very very smart she was the middle child she had an older sibling and a younger sibling in elementary school (laughs) i included that just for you in elementary school pam and her family moved from florida to new hampshire where pam attended pinkerton academy in Derry, new hampshire 
After high school, Pam attended college at Florida State University, go Knowles, from which she graduated with honors in three, like a little bit over three years uh, with a communications degree. This was in 1988. Okay. Pam is often described as having a deep running love of metal music. In fact, during Mm, her college radio career, yes, she had a a radio career. Love this. Love this journey for Pam. Okay. Right. Um, Pam was able to combine her passion for heavy metal with her career aspirations. She hosted a one night a week radio show at WVFS that was called Metal Madness. Pam herself used the alias Maiden of Metal. So cute. I mean, me too, girl. (laughs) Right. That's my so, Bumble username. Yeah, right? <laughs> so Fine during me. during a break, um, like a winter break um, while Pam was in college, she meets Gregory Smart at a 1986 New Year's Eve party. This was okay. held back in New Hampshire. Um, almost a year later, the two formed a serious relationship in February of 1987, at which point Greg moves to Florida while Pam finishes her degree. The couple will subsequently get married two years later in 1989, and then after Pam graduates from college, the couple relocated back to Derry, New Hampshire, where Greg found a job as an insurance agent, and Pam got a job as a media services director for 11 local New Hampshire schools. So, like, okay, like... Okay, so, yeah, so far, I'm I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, but, like, right now, I'm like, this seems normal, except for the fact that our girl Pam got married while she was still in college. Guys, don't do that. You're too young to get married. Stop it. Well, yeah, so, like, it gets, like, it's, like, a little confusing because it's, like, okay, so they meet in 1986, they start dating in 1987, they get married in 89. Like, it's just, like, confusing. I mean, she graduated in 88. So I think like all of this was like, oh. happening kind of quickly. Oh, I see. So you're so oh, so after she graduated is when they really okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, yeah. Okay. Still. So that makes her what? Twenty two, twenty three. Don't get married that young, people. She's twenty two. Yes. Yeah. Guys, stop. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. This is about as happy as the story gets because okay. less than a, less than <laughs> a year after the couple were married, major cracks start to show in their marriage. According to Pam, about seven months into their marriage, Greg came home and confessed to her that he had had a one-night stand. Ouch. Don't love that. Kind of understandably, Pam explains that at this time, you know, she thought something was wrong with her. She wasn't good enough. Like, all the things you kind of go through when something like that happens. Pammy, girl, don't doubt yourself like that. Yeah, like, this would make, I kind of think anybody kind of feel this way. Um, Okay. I'm going on the record right now. If Tom ever has an affair, there's nothing wrong with me. Something wrong with him. Just saying. Facts. I, I'm, I, in the words of our queen, Princess Jasmine from Aladdin, <laughs> I am a prize to be won. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Yes. No. You put, you put a little mascara on Emily and suddenly she's I, Emily shows up for this recording with a full face of makeup and she's ready to go. <sighs> Okay, so I just want to be on record. I will never think that if Tom has an affair. I'm great. Okay. 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 Do you want to talk about this offline? Is there something you need to get off your chest? This is is not the time. This is not the time. Okay. All right. So back to Pam. So in response to this confession from Greg, Pam throws herself into work, which at the time was as a media director at Winniconet High School in the town of Seabrook. It's also at this time that she meets 15-year-old Billy, oh, I'm sorry, William Billy, goes by Billy, Flynn. Oh, no. Thus starts the Pam and Billy story. And if you haven't cued the Chicago music for Billy Flynn, then you should start doing that right now. No. So Pam and Billy start spending. They both, they both, reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Exactly. Oh, no. Okay. Yikes. So Pam and Billy start spending a lot of time together. And in February of 1990, their relationship takes a turn when Pam allegedly says to Billy, do you think about me? Because I think about you all the time. It's also at this time that Billy and Pam start to begin a sexual affair. 
Okay, so she is 23, 24. She is 22. Okay. Billy is 15. Now, I'm going to stop here and ask you, what do you think about the relationship between this two, these two? And I want to caveat that with, it is never once in any of the research I did, and I listed all my sources at the bottom, not once is it ever talked about that Pam was an adult and he was a child. Wait, what? I thought that was the point of this whole, like, that, okay. Um, okay. I mean, not really, but. So, okay. I don't, what do okay. you think about this, this relationship? Well, the, see, I realize I'm part of the problem, right? Because what I was going to ask you was, well, was this consensual? Like, does Billy say that this was consensual? But I realize it cannot be consensual because he is a child. And I recognize that I would not say that same thing about a man, like, starting a relationship with a 15-year-old girl, child, right? So right. I let me check my bias at the door here. Um, I, I mean, what do you even, I think that that's gross. I think, you know, so 15 to 22, that's what? So that's a, so that's a seven year age difference. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah, who do we know that has a seven year age difference <laughs> in their relationship? So like, you know, it, it, it's hard because were they 25 and let's just say, were they 25 and 32 perhaps? Mm-hmm. Um, right. No one would bat an eye at that. Right. So it's not even so much the age gap. It's the, he is a child. She is an adult. And of course, it's more complicated because she's working. It sounds like she's working in some capacity at this school, right? Mm-hmm. So she holds a position of power over him. And that's where I find it particularly egregious. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gross if you're a 22 year old and you're just like out there and you meet a 15 year old and you like hit it off. That's obviously not okay and illegal. But I take particular offense to the idea that you are in a position of power mm-hmm. and you are abusing that position of power. Yeah. In order to, you know, have a sexual relationship with a child. Like, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, I find it, I find it so interesting that like, so like I said, I couldn't find a single thing about how like, yes, she was an administrator at the school that this kid attended. And like, supposedly they met at this, some like, it was like project esteem or project self-esteem or something. It was like some like, some like like program like uh-huh. it was like this thing and he was like very helpful and he was like Bleed. stopping by her office every day and like i just feel like the onus is kind of on her to be like hey oh, like fuck yeah even if she's in this like weird space in her marriage or like whatever the whatever she's doing like i still think the onus is kind of on her to be like you know to set well, that boundary so tell me i so and maybe i need to go like read your sources too but tell me what you mean when it says that it wasn't mentioned in the resource that the research that like he was a child so like as in like that wasn't like the gotcha of the story of no. being like she started an in, inappropriate illegal affair i mean i don't want to say affair she sexually abused a child like that is not at all part of this. It's not at all mentioned in like anything that like it. So it's mentioned like the, the, his age is mentioned. Right. But it's not like, like, I feel like in anything else we would read, it would be like, oh my gosh, this woman like totally took advantage uh, yeah. of her position as an administrator. And blah, blah, blah. But like, that isn't the, the narrative. Now, granted, there's like a much bigger thing here we're going to be talking about. So like, I under, I don't want to say I understand. I could see how maybe this you know that part of it like that isn't the scandal of it all but still i just find it like kind of surprising because i mean like we've heard other there are certainly other instances out there of women who you know i'm, I'm thinking I, I her name is on the tip of my tongue yeah la, la, la something her last name was like la something yes yeah who like married her student yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah exactly had children with him like all of that right like so but we yeah. know in culture like that exists but, like yeah, but see that, but that's what it's it, not like, mentioned I think, here. but I think it's not mentioned because she's a woman. If this was, I don't tw- think that really, you think if yeah. this was a 22 year old, like janitor at the school who was hooking up with a 15 year old girl, you don't think it wouldn't be like, <gasps> I mean, I think it probably would be, but, but there's enough other instances where we've gone after women 
I mean, I think that's probably a little, little yeah. tiny bit of it, but like, I don't think that's, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I don't know See, why I, it's not I like think women a bigger are, thing. I think women are treated, especially in this situation, like the student and the teacher, women are treated so much more leniently. Yes. Like, what is that? And now I'm going to, there was like that Hulu, show on Hulu or whatever, where, um, do you, you know what I'm talking about? And there was the teacher and she was like hooking up with like her student, this whole thing. And it's like, it's seen as like cool. Like, oh yeah. Like you're hooking up with a teacher. With a I don't know. Teacher. I just, yeah. Yeah. I just think it's different when it's a woman and that's like not really fair. Like 100%. you're, I you're in a position too. of authority over a child, you perv. Like, yeah. All right. Pam, yeah. I think I'm it's not, gross. I'm not here for you, Pam. Yeah. Um, and, and you know I what? Think I think it's very it shady. I take it back, Pam. Maybe there is something wrong with you, and that's why your husband was cheating on you. Bye. I hate you. Get out of here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So Pam and Billy may have been having a sexual affair, but that's about the only same page that these these two seem to be on because they both tell very different stories about what's happening behind closed doors. According to Billy, Pam sort of begins talking to him more frequently about killing Greg. Alleging that he hits her and that he threatened Pam that he would take their take her dog if they got divorced. Oh. Oh. Pam, on the other hand, says that she felt guilty the entire time. She's quoted as saying, every day I would say to myself, I am not going to do this anymore. And the next day I was doing it again. So like, girl, girl, okay. like, please don't. Pam also alleges that she did eventually break things off with Billy and told her husband about the affair. According to Pam, Greg forgave her and things seemed to return to normal. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Do you believe that? I don't believe. I'm sorry. Your spouse comes to you and says, not only am I having an affair, I'm having an affair with a child. No. Bye. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I think maybe, like, there's three sides to every story and maybe the truth is like a little bit of both sides but I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that I fully believe this. Um so things seem to return to normal after, you know, Pam confesses this. Um but maybe not because on May 1st, 1990, just 20 days away <laughs> from your beloved Sarah's birthday. Thank you. Day of Thank birth, you. Actually. Day of birth. So Beth and Mike were at the hospital thinking you were going to be born on this day when this happened and you were not. You were coming 20 days later. I was yeah, it was much later. <laughs> um 22-year-old Pam Smart comes home from a work meeting to find her and her husband's condo ransacked and her husband, 24-year-old Greg Smart, murdered. Quick note, the murder like murder is super rare in Derry. Um, where they were living and, um, this would be the only murder investigation that year. So like, okay, small doings in this, this area, Mm -hmm. but police soon realized that Greg's murder was not as simple as a break in gone wrong for several reasons. Let's go through some of those reasons. Number one. Investigators receive an anonymous tip that Pam Smart had been involved in her husband's death. <laughs> Reason number two. Oh, okay, great. Two <laughs> of Billy Flynn's friends, who obviously failed accomplice school very hard, named Patrick Pete Randall and Vance J.R. Latim Jr. Okay. Latim. <laughs> We're going to go with Latim. Okay. <laughs> Admitted to classmates that they helped Billy Flynn kill Greg. You guys. Okay. What are we doing here? So this. The, okay. These guys belong in the same category as, as um, Tanya, Tanya Harding. Yes. <laughs> I love it. As, I love it. As what was it? Gloogly. What was, what was that asshole's name? Jesus. Great question. But something like that. <laughs> Some stupid name. <laughs> okay. So this definitely had the police going, huh. They brought in Pete and Jr., who sang like two choirs of canaries, and agreed to cooperate with police for reduced sentences. The two accomplices allegedly told police that Pam had orchestrated the entire murder. They claimed that she left the condo door unlocked, gave them money for ammunition, and suggested oh, that they make Greg's death look like a burglary. Not looking great for Pam. Don't like this for our girl Pammy. Okay. No. 
While our two canaries are singing like choirs, police also identify another student that Pam had a very close relationship with. Oh, God. Enter Cecilia Pierce. Cecilia was another student who was best friends with Billy at the same high school where Pam and Billy had met. She was, she's called an intern. I'm assuming it's with that program or project self project esteem that okay. Billy and, and Pam were working on. I, she's referred to a lot as an intern. So if you see that in some of the, the literature on this case, that's why police ultimately convinced Cecilia to wear a wire and get Pam to try and talk about the murder. Boy, oh boy, does this work. Oh, shit. <laughs> Pam is recorded as saying, you'd be better off just lying to the police. And we'd go to the slammer for the rest Oof. of our lives. And Greg's death would have been the perfect murder if Billy's teenage accomplices hadn't said anything to their classmates. Oh. You guys. Like, <laughs> this looks really bad for Pam. Just going to put that out Pam, there. Pam, I don't, I don't like this for our girl Pammy. This does not look good. This does not look good. But I Cecilia, also... I have some questions for you, girl. You, Cecilia, snitch, girl. get stitches, bitch. Do it. <laughs> I would also love to see the 90s equivalent of a wire. Like, what was oh. she, like, what did that look like, you know? Was it like a full, it was like headsets like you and I are currently wearing right now. And it's got Cecilia to be, right? was like, Pam, pay no attention. Do, 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 Pam, please there's don't pay like, attention to the satellites sat on my ears. There's a satellite like <laughs> antenna coming out of the top of her head. <laughs> you know, that's got to be the case, right? Like what it. does the 90s wire look like? I'm so, I, don't know. I, just, I need to know. Let's ask Liz and Mike. Maybe they would know. Maybe. So, like we said, this does not look good for our girl Pam. Police no. will ultimately arrest Pam Smart on August 1st, 1990, just three months after her husband's death and my day of birth. No. As always with our cases, this trial was widely watched and garnered serious media attention. It was dubbed as an international media sensation. Okay. Reporters from as far away as Israel came to cover every oh, moment dang. of this trial. That's because, in part, it was one of the first trials in the U.S. to allow TV cameras in the courtroom. Another reason? Pam faced life in prison if convicted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Her charges, if you're curious, were accomplice to first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and witness tampering. Okay, so now that you know her convictions, I want to pause. What do you think about those? Well, I have another question. Okay. Is Pam Smart an attractive woman? Great question. Pull up your Goog machine. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why I'm asking you. Like, I, I don't have the interwebs at my fingertips. Okay, Pamela Smart. Okay. I Let's want see. you to tell me what your first thought is. And I wonder <laughs> if it matched what my first thought was. Is it going to be like that she looks like someone we know? I will die. Um. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh, wait. That's okay. I, it pulled up a picture of what I'm who I'm assuming is Billy at first. And I was like, mm, okay. Seems, I mean, I'm not, probably not throwing away my freedom to have sex with him. Um. Anyways, uh, she... I will. I okay. I'm not sure I would use the word attractive to describe her. Okay. Um Yeah, I no, I'm not feeling okay. I guess my what I was thinking is is she getting a lot of attention because she is beautiful? And I am not going to say that that's the case here. Oh, oh, Goog pulled up pictures of Cecilia. Hey girl. Oh, you're looking a little rough as well. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I don't, none of these people are my vibe. Okay. I don't know if it's like the nineties hair of it all, but I got total Tanya Harding vibes. Oh, for, she totally has Tanya hair for sure. It's the hair, right? It's the hair of it all. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess that's my first thought is like, is she getting all this attention because she's pretty? And I guess I'm thinking like, even if she 
isn't like dropped at gorgeous. It's like sensational, right? That she's a woman and blah, blah. Okay. So my thought on her charges, I so mean. Accomplice to first degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder and witness tampering. Tampering. <laughs> I mean, is there not more we can get her with? Like, um, sexual abuse of a child, perhaps? No? I I think the charges seem light. I think, yeah, I, I like, I want to say, like, well, she should be charged with murder, with, like, first-degree murder, like, premeditated murder, but I guess she's not the one that actually did it, so. Right. I, I don't know. What do you think? I thought, like, I think there's not <laughs> don't hate oh, me oh here, I don't... We, oh here we go we're adding pam smart to the villain shirt okay. no okay no. i am just like i just need more like hard proof you have the testimony of teenagers you have our girl cecilia with her satellite headphone you, on the wire yes, you have a wire well, wait doesn't she like she was like I told Billy he needed to do it this way and he needed to keep his friends quiet. Like, well, she says, I think you can hate, I think you cannot like your husband, but also not tell your teenage boyfriend to go kick, like, to kill him. You don't, okay, wait a minute. So, and you need to be getting to this, but like, you don't think that she's guilty of this? I don't know. Let me, <gasps> let's get to the end. Let's okay. Get to the end. Okay, then, then I'm going to rein in my thought. Okay, take rain us to the end rain. because, girl, I'm about to. We're about to we're about to have a go. Rain your thoughts in. Okay. Okay. So you think that that it's a little light? I think it's a Her little condition. light. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get out of here. Like you're sexually abusing children. Go. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. So wow. We did. Oh, because the media pissed. does not know when to take it down several notches, Pam was very quickly dubbed the Ice Princess by TV reporters. <laughs> Whatever. Meanwhile. Billy Flynn was, of course, portrayed as a more sympathetic figure because, drumroll please, he openly sobbed Aww. in court while describing how he shot Greg Smart execution style as his Jesus. friend held a knife to Greg's throat. He also told the court that Pam had told him they couldn't be together unless he killed Greg. Pam, on the other hand, states that she told Billy, I can't, you know, do this because I have a husband. Also stating that if he translated that into, you know, he couldn't, he, that he couldn't have me as long as Greg was around, then that's in his brain. I don't like either one of these people. I don't, but, but it's just like, first of all, Billy, like, relax. You shot the man, you shot him execution. There's a difference between like, I can't be with my 22 year old girlfriend because she has a husband. So I'm just going to get him out of the picture and like killing someone execution style back of the head he's on his knees gun held to strike like all of those things like there's a difference to me i okay is there yes but you have to remember he was also being like victimized by pam he's a child like literally his frontal lobe is not fully formed <laughs> yeah that's fair i hear that argument i just like where is everybody's parents where Excuse me, Mrs. Flynn, where are you? That's actually an excellent question. That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Wait, I Ugh. have to know now. You might have to do some more research on this and <laughs> let us all know. Where is his mother? I where, is, where are the parents? Jesus. So Ugh. obviously, like we kind of said at the beginning, this is a very like he said, she said type of situation. And with a lot of line, a lot on the line for all parties involved, like right. for example, given life in prison. I would think that, like, maybe a more thorough investigation. Again, I'm, like, going back to the investigation. Like, I just – I don't know. I'm not an investigator, but, like, I don't know. During closing arguments, the assistant attorney general, Diane Nicolosi, painted the teenagers involved in this case as naive victims of an evil woman bent on murder. The prosecution painted Pam Smart as a cold-blooded mastermind who controlled her young lover – and willed him into killing her husband. They claimed that Pam seduced Billy so she could avoid an expensive divorce and benefit from a $140,000 life insurance policy. 
Oh, so so it's not even so much that, like, they were having an affair and then she was like, oh, hey, you know what we should do? We should kill my husband. They're saying she started the affair with the intention of convincing this guy to kill her husband. That's where I think they're trying to get, like, the premeditated part is that, like, she... That feels a little bit of a stretch. That feels very stretchy to me that she, like, planned all of this. Like, I don't know. Now, for Pam's story, which she still sticks to to this day... Pam acknowledged in her testimony that she had had an affair with Billy, but claimed that the murder of her husband was entirely derived from the teenagers involved, who, like, we have to remember, have confessed to it. Like, they have have, have absolutely said, yes, we did this. This is how we did it, when we did it, why we did it. Like, they fully confessed to it. Also in her testimony, Pam states that this was all a reaction to her telling Billy that she wished to end their relationship and repair her marriage with Greg. She insisted that she hadn't participated, aided, or had any prior knowledge of her husband's murder. To this day, Pam still denies being involved in this murder. That's roughly 33 years of claiming her innocence. Yeah, I don't care. You don't think she's innocent? So, okay, did these, did Billy and his other stupid friends, were they cut a deal for testifying against her? Yes. What, so what was their what we'll get to that because that's okay so i think that that's tricky right Mm -hmm. like but i also think what motivation would billy flynn have had to kill greg smart had it not been for pam like what motivation would he have had to do that if if she didn't put that idea in his mind in some way or another what he's thinking all by himself you know what if i kill her husband i bet she'll then she'll just like be with me all the time like that's that's nuts like, there's no way he came up with this without her involvement. I think. But, okay. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I think the prosecution's claim of, like, she set out to find someone who would kill her husband. And, right, like, I think that claim doesn't really ring true to me. I think she started an affair with this kid. I'm sorry. She started sexually abusing this child, right? And then along the way she was like you know what like you know it'd be great like if my husband was just gone and out of the picture like if he was just dead then we could have his life insurance money and his 401k and like we could be together like wouldn't that be amazing and to the point of their door was unlocked at their house who who else could have unlocked their door greg when he got home from work and what just left it unlocked Maybe. But then how would the kids have known it was going to be unlocked? I don't know. So I am coming down on the side of, I think she's guilty of this. And again, like I said, do I think this was this like whole mastermind plan she worked on for years? No. But I think she is guilty of being an accomplice to this murder 100%. Okay. What do you think? Well, I think like back to your your point about like, well, it would just be nuts. Like why, why, what would he, like, why would he do that i mean to your point earlier he's a child his frontal lobe like his decision making like has not all fully like developed like yes if we're gonna make the argument that they were like then i think you also have to allow for the fact that like that maybe isn't crazy to a 15 year old who sure developed feelings for you know an older person like i think if we're gonna allow for one we have to allow for the other does that make sense you think this kid is just like this 15 year old is like a cold-blooded murderer like he just i think he saw it as a means to an end to be with pam but like don't you think you would be thinking like well then like how how i guess how could he have then known that she would want to stay with him because i think at 15 you think like i'm doing this big i don't know i'm like this is pure speculation but like maybe you know he's I mean? being- like but like, maybe he's thinking like this grand gesture, like, you know, she's told me that he, you know, I'm sure because of like all reports that they were like super close, you know, maybe yeah. she's said, maybe she's, you know, confided in him a little bit about like, well, I feel so worthless. He had this one night stand, like, so I then in Billy's guess. head, maybe he's thinking, I don't know. I I don't know. But I think we have to allow for the possibility that potentially in his in his little 15 year old do to do brain that this like gesture would i don't know i i don't know 
but like and again i think i think to believe that though you have to believe that this kid is just like a cold-blooded killer like like you have to believe that this kid is like psychopath level right to that that like she didn't put this idea in his head in any way shape or form you have to believe he's just like like a ted bundy type just like a psychopath fair Plus, how would they I don't have know. The, how would they have the me actually wait a minute. Where did Billy get this gun from? <laughs> so great question. Um, remember JR? Yeah. Latim, we couldn't figure out how to say his last name. Yeah. So his dad actually, in the course of this investigation, goes to the police and says, Um, I just found this gun in my house. Oh shit. And I'm pretty sure this is the murder weapon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't, and it's not clear, like, did they, did this guy have this gun? And so his, like, they took right. it to use it for this? Unclear. Like, I, I just feel like they, these three, these kids needed the means, motive, and opportunity to do this. You can't have all three of those things without Pam. Hmm. Pam okay. was the mo. Pam was the motive. And again, she could be innocent in that, right? Like, she could innocently be the motive, I guess. Right. What you're saying. But the means and the opportunity, these what, these kids just figured all that. The, the stars just aligned for these kids to go and kill this guy without her involvement at all. He just so happened to be alone in the apartment. It just so happened to be a time where she wasn't there. Right. Da, 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 da. They, just, they just happened upon a gun. Like, all these things. Like, I'm sorry. So... Fine, sit there and say, well, she's innocent of being the motive. That's not her fault. I disagree, but fine, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But means an opportunity then. Hmm. Okay. I can, I can. You picking up what I'm putting down? I'm picking it up, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm tossing it this over is, your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> this is where, like, anybody committing a crime, I'm like the jury member you want because, like, I. You really I think, are. You really, I think that I really, really am are. because there's the, like, there's enough room for like reasonable doubt in my brain that like, I'm like, well, like, I don't know. Yeah. You, I can hear Mike right now saying, <laughs> I, I'm team Sarah on this one. I'm reasonable. No, doubt. I don't know. See, I'd be interested to get like Liz and, and Mike's take on this because like they would have been, you know, clued in to like the whole thing. True. Yes. So, um, Liz and Mike, right in. Liz and, <laughs> Liz and Mike, tell us what you think. Um, okay, so that's that's where I'm at. Okay. Great. So tell me what happens to our friends. I have okay. to know. So ultimately, on March 22nd, 1999, 23-year-old Pamela Smart was found guilty after a 14-day trial on all three counts against her. So being 1991, an accomplice. right? Yes. Yeah. Being an accomplice <laughs> to first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and witness tampering. The verdict was based largely as a result of the testimony from the boys, along with the secretly recorded conversations in which Pam appears to contradict her claims of wanting to reconcile with Greg and having no knowledge of the murder plot. Pam Smart was given a mandatory sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. So where are they now? Pam Smart, as of 2022, remains in prison at the Bedford Hills Correctional Facility for Women in New York State. She has completed two master's degrees while in prison, one in literature and one in legal studies. She has not had an easy go of it, though. In October 1996, Pam was severely beaten by two other inmates who claimed that Pam snitched on them regarding their prison relationship. The beating resulted in a metal plate being placed in the left side of Pam's face, and she is still taking chronic pain medication because of this beating. In 2003, pictures of a scantily clad Pam were published in the National Enquirer, earning her two months of solitary confinement. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. How is that her fault? No, wait, hold on. How is that her fault? Great question. She sued, claiming that, like, it was unfair punishment and her lawsuit was denied. In 2004, Pam and another inmate, Carolyn Warmus, sued officials at Bedford Hills Correctional Facility for sexual harassment and sexual assault by a guard, claiming that the guard coerced them into posing for the suggestive pictures that ultimately ended up in the National Enquirer. 
this feels very like Real Housewives of Prison to me. I don't, <laughs> I included it because like, I just like, I want to give kind of like a, a round out to like her story here. Well, I mean, I think, I think this goes back to, again, that is someone in a position, if that's true, that's someone in a position of power, abusing their power and mm-hmm. being abusive towards people in their control. And that sucks. And that's also not okay. But I do have a lot of questions. Scantily clad pictures of them in prison. What is this? I know, right? Should I Google this? Or is that I wouldn't. Don't do that. Okay. Um, (laughs) So Pam's attorney, Albert Johnson, um, despite following every avenue of appeal, states that Pam has exhausted all judicial appeals at the state level. Hmm. And on March 29th, 2023, so just a couple months ago, it was reported that Pam lost her final appeal, cementing her life sentence. So she will will die in prison. Why do I feel weirdly sad about this? Hmm. Well... (laughs) Billy Flynn, okay, our guy Billy, ended up pleading guilty to second-degree murder as part of a deal if he testified against Pam at her trial. He was sentenced to life in prison for second-degree murder, not eligible for parole for 40 years, with 12 years of the minimum sentence deferred if he maintained good behavior. Okay. Billy served his time at the Maine State Prison in Warren, Massachusetts, where he earned his GED, stayed active in charity work, and served as an electrician in the prison. In 2007, Billy filed for a sentence reduction after serving 16 years. In a statement made by Billy, he claimed that he had vowed not to file for a sentence reduction until he had spent as many years behind bars as he had spent free. Wow. The first, this first attempt uh, was denied in 2008, but his earliest parole eligibility date was reduced by three years to 25 years, making him eligible for parole as of 2015. On March 12, 2015, Billy Flynn was granted parole by the State Parole Board and was released from prison on lifetime parole on June 4, 2015, just a few days past the 25th anniversary of Greg Smart's death. Hmm. Patrick Randall, who held the knife to Greg Smart's throat while Billy shot him execution style, received the same sentence as Billy, so life in prison for second-degree murder, eligible for parole after 40 years with 12 years deferred, making him eligible for parole as early as 2018. He actually served his time at the same prison as Billy. Whoa, sorry. (laughs) My whole mic just toppled over, you guys. Wow, you and I are just, like, so engrossed in this. I was so – I am – because there's so many dates in debt. I am, like, so laser-focused right now. Um (laughs) – Great. Great. So he's he's so with our he, friend Billy in prison. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um he's chilling in the same prison as Billy. Um in March of 2009, a judge reduced Patrick's minimum sentence to 25 <laughs> years. Sorry, my brain. Making him eligible for release around June 2015. Okay. Randall was granted um Parole by the New Hampshire Parole Board on April 9th, 2015, and he was released on June 4th, 2015 on lifetime parole, same day as Billy. Okay. Vance Latim, so JR, the getaway driver, was sentenced to life in prison as an accomplice to second-degree murder with eligibility for parole after 30 years with 12 years suspended. In 2005, his minimum sentence was reduced by three years, and he was paroled the same year, just 15 years after Greg's death. Okay, so the get so the two murderers get 25 years each, serves 25 years each. The getaway mm-hmm. driver served 15. Okay, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm tracking. Okay, okay. Um, Raymond Fowler, who waited in the car during the murder, was sentenced to 30 years for conspiracy to murder and attempted burglary. With parole eligibility after 15 years. Raymond was paroled in 2003, which was 13 years after Greg Smart's death, but was sent back to prison in 2004 for violating the terms of his parole. Hmm. He was paroled again in June of 2005. Cecilia Pierce, who wore the wire and got Pam on tape, signed a $100,000 option for the screen rights to her story. Good for her. To wrap up, Pam Smart currently serving a life sentence four people involved in the actual murder of her husband greg smart are out all out of prison as of today yeah i don't like that I don't what love do you that. think about what do you what are your thoughts 
Well, what is your, okay. so what's your side? What, what do you think it, Pam got what she deserved? Do you think she should still be in prison? So I think Pam was properly convicted. I think she is guilty of the things that she was charged with. Would love to see a charge on there about abuse of a minor, but okay, fine. But, and I've said this on the podcast before, like, I really don't believe in sentences without parole. Like, I, I, I think that is a flaw in our criminal justice system. I think that throws away the key on people that maybe could be rehabilitated, maybe could get out. You know, I think about things like this, and this is like maybe really crass of me, but so say Pam Smart is 100% guilty, right? Like she's guilty. She, let's say she confesses Mm -hmm. to it. She's guilty. She's not really a danger to society, right? She's a danger to that guy that she was married to, right? And I know that's like crass, but- to me, it's like, why can't she have parole? Like, so, yeah. I, so, and I guess so. That's the side I'm coming down on. I do, I do not think life without a parole was a fair sentence. I do think she was fairly convicted. I would have liked to see her serve the same 25 years that the two, you know, actual murderers served. That seems fair to me. Um, I would even maybe, maybe be okay with her serving 15 years, like our getaway driver did, right? Like, I put her in the same kind of category. She's an accomplice to murder like this getaway driver was. So, yeah, 15 years. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I don't love life without parole. That feels – it feels like you're giving up. I think it's outrageous. (laughs) Okay, tell me what you're thinking. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I think it's so outrageous. Like, okay. Like, the guy – the guy who actually murdered him, Mm -hmm. okay – and not just not just like walked in, shot him, and walked out. Like ransacked the house. Yeah. Forced him down on his knee. I mean, like all of it, right? Yeah. Is out walking around. Yeah. Having killed a guy. Yeah. Pam, although not my most favorite person on the planet, I think I don't like her. Mm-hmm. She, okay. <laughs> you could kill me. I feel the same way about Pam that I do about scott peterson and i know it's a touchy subject i know i know but hear me out hear me out don't like him yeah Yeah, she's a scumbag because he murdered someone yeah okay (laughs) but i don't think that she should be serving life in prison without parole that is just so egregious i don't like i think that is just so egregious i there is no i don't think there's anything that that supports that type of sentence I, I actually, I agree with you, but I agree with you. I, I think what you're saying is you think she could be innocent. I don't think she's innocent. I just think a life sentence without parole, it's not a very fair sentence. So like, to me, the conviction is fair. The sentence is not. I See, yeah, I struggle with the conviction because I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know that I agree with the conviction. But again, I go back to how did these boys have the means and opportunity to do this then? I see. I go to like she didn't do it. She didn't kill her husband. But like maybe she think- told this fifteen-year-old like I, you know, go oh, gosh that that Greg like he really pissed me off this morning and he I just wish he didn't exist. Like I think like- that's very different than saying like than than killing someone. Yeah, it's different than pulling the trigger, but if she said to this kid, like, what he's claiming, and I'm sorry, what she fucking said on tape to her girl Cecilia, right? Yeah, that's like, problematic. That's real problematic, right? So if she's telling this kid, like, oh, I think you should kill him. I think you should kill him for me, and then we'll be together. Like, you think people should be allowed to do that? I mean, See, that's one step uh, away and, from hiring a hitman. And, and I have to remember too, like he was 15. Like I think saying that a 33 year old saying that to a 33 year old is different than a 22 year old saying that to a 15 year old. And I, maybe I'm forgetting that part of it. Like, yeah, she is in a position of power, I guess. Yeah. Cause my brain is like, well, any rational person would be like, okay, well, I obviously can't go shoot him. Yeah, but, but we've already apply that. Yeah, yes, we've already apply that reminded ourselves that Billy's brain is a little scrambled egg in the front of his brain. He does not have decision making capabilities right now, no. which is why fifteen year olds shouldn't be having sexual relationships with adults. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, okay, so I think we're sort of on the same side on this one. This is the first time we've taken taken the same side on a, in a long time. I know. I think uh, we're mostly on the same side, but I don't think we agree on the conviction. The conviction. I don't know that I'm convinced that she. God, I want you on my jury it. if I ever commit a crime. I'm telling you right now, I'm the, I'm an ideal jury member. Maybe that's why I've never been called to serve <laughs> <laughs> jury. Oh, no. <laughs> okay i have why have i literally have never heard of this case before you know what like i had like heard about it but i'd kind of forgotten about it um i noted them in my sources but i was actually listening to um i'm doing like another tco deep dive because they're like my comfort podcast. Oh, are you re-listening and, to all your own? Oh, good. Yeah. And um, so I'm all the way back. I like reversed it. So I did like most recent, like going back. And I was listening to episode 17. Um, they covered the um I forget who it, it's captivated, the trials of Pam Smart. Uh-huh. Um I was listening to them over the weekend, and um, that's sort of what like jogged my memory mm-hmm. on it. Um, and I was like, oh, like, no, I remember this was being like, this was really interesting. You put, then your research was really good. I mean, your research thanks. is always really good, but this is so, this was really interesting. I'm actually surprised. I think we found more common ground than I thought I we would. I think we did. Yeah. Which is good. I'm sorry that I had to bring Scott Peterson into it, but. I, okay. I'm well, and that brings us to listener, our listener questions. We got one listener question this week and it can't even be our listener question because I'm so mad. And this sweet listener was like, what is one, like, famous true crime case that you guys really take different sides on? And I'm like, oh, no. You, like, you want to tell Scott them? Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson, for sure. Yeah. But you know what the other one? The other one? Okay, so I guess I guess we are doing this as our listener question. The other one, guys, is um, Adnan Syed. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it we is. even want to go on the record, but we actually both take one of us thinks he's guilty and one of us thinks he's innocent i dare you guys write in write in and comment who do you think thinks he's guilty and who do you think thinks he's not or i should say doesn't maybe doesn't think he's guilty but has some questions has some questions how did jay know where the car was guys you guys make it make sense how did he know where the car was anyways um we actually disagree on a lot of famous cases we do like the other ones i'm like i mean jean benet obviously i think that mm-hmm. was like our first sisters take a side episode we did where we really like vehemently yeah. disagreed but we like, did it very politely because we were afraid we were gonna get sued <laughs> we were very polite about I disagreeing know. with each other <laughs> so like jean benet for sure scott peterson obviously and actually sarah i was thinking of you this week because i was um i just discovered true crime garage the podcast which oh yeah yeah, you've listened to them before, right? I think so. I, yeah. I don't listen to them regularly, but I do um, – I have listened okay. to some of their stuff before. Well, you totally should. So, like, I've just, like, discovered them this week, and I've been loving them. So it's The Captain and Nick, um, mm-hmm. and they're just – they kind of remind – this is – I don't even mean this in, like, a bright way. They kind of remind me of us. They're just, like, two friends just, like, chit-chat and their lives away about true crime. But they did two episodes on Scott Peterson, and I was listening to it this week, and, like – obviously they both come down the side of like this asshole's guilty we hate him obviously (laughs) and i was like i should send this to sarah to listen to it and i was like no i'm not even gonna waste my time so uh maybe i'll put in our show notes um that you guys should check it out this has nothing to do with the case we covered today but um true crime garage i've really been enjoying (laughs) their coverage on um certain cases so yeah i think we disagree on a lot of Famous cases. Is, can you think of a, a famous case that we agree on? Casey um, Anthony, maybe? Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, you. we both think Casey Anthony for sure killed her daughter. She for sure killed. Yeah, she for sure did it. I'm, okay. I, no I, I just got really that. nervous for a second. I thought you were maybe going to be like, well, actually. No. And I, I was... for sure. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. 100%. Here's a, and now I don't even, we've just like derailed this completely. Uh, Michael Peterson, the staircase. Did he do it or not? I think he's innocent. I think he's innocent. (laughs) I think it's possible he could have done it, but I think a lot of the evidence indicates that maybe he didn't. I don't know. 
Okay. I need Kathleen Zellner on that. Kathleen Zellner. Um, okay. Well, oh, that Stephen was Avery. Oh, Stephen Avery. Yeah, I don't think he did it. I don't love him, but I don't, don't love him, he... but I don't think he did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Well, so there you have it. <laughs> that was not going to be our listener question for the week, but no, there it is. So we got some other ones on Instagram, so we'll save those for next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we also got. Um, I want you to know that. Um, Mike Tell me told everything. me this weekend that he wrote in to um, our email. And Emily, oh. if other people want to write in to our email, cue Emily so? frantically checking our email. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, get in touch with us. Um, you can write to us at sisters.take.a.side at gmail.com. You can also find... Whoa, I just opened the email. We have a lot of emails. You can also find us on... <laughs> You can also find us on Instagram at sisters take aside underscore. Is it podcast or pod? Wow, doesn't even know our own Instagram handle. I don't even know. I don't know. I rely on you on that, but I'm pretty sure it's um, <laughs> sisters take aside underscore pod. Um, yeah, and obviously that's a more reliable way to get in touch with us. Oh my god! Clearly, because we check our so, email once a week. One, two, three. Okay. S- Subject line, live Sarah, rating, guys. Subject line, Sarah is correct about the paparazzi. Who is this? Who is this? Oh, oh, it's Mike. Whatever. Okay. Our dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Thanks, dad. Guys. Oh, wait a minute. This is so fun. Okay. I, <laughs> why, I'm going to have to cut all this out. Guys, remember Susan, who last week we read her Jean yeah. Monnet theory on the air? She just sent us another email, and she was like, I really appreciate you guys reading my email on your podcast. I love it. Girl! Thanks, Susan. Susan, maybe we should send Susan something. Susan, we have Sisters Take Aside stickers. Email us if you and want. Hats. And hats. Girl, email us. Actually, really, anyone email us. We'll send you. We'll send you our merch. Because we're so free. good at checking our email. <sighs> Oh, I know. Guys, I'm really sorry. Oh, this one is from five days ago. Guys, I'm really sorry. Um, Okay, I guess we should end this podcast. Probably. Um, do you want to tell the people what you're doing next week? Or are we, is it going to be a surprise um, grab bag? No, because I'm always wrong. And I get people excited about things. Yeah. And then I change my mind. So, I no. I thought about that when I was doing when I, my research for this. That it's nothing like I said it was going to be. And I apologize. Yeah. But... um. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do next week. Um, I don't even have an inkling. Okay. I don't know. So, stay tuned. Um, guys, leave us a rating, review, five stars, five points for Gryffindor. Um, we're shouting out people's reviews on our social media page. So, leave a review and you could see your name featured in lights. Ooh! Um, yeah. And thank you for your emails. I promise I'm going to read them now. Um, except for you, Mike, Sarah is not correct about the paparazzi on <laughs> Princess Diana. So bitter. Oh, I just opened his email. <laughs> Mike says, don't even get me started on Prince Harry. Another royal douchebag. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Mike. I'm trying to get Mike to come on as a guest on our podcast. Guys. Guys we- speaking of which. Yeah. Um, I am looking for some enthusiastic. <laughs> ready to rumble <laughs> guest podcasters for this podcast so yes if Sarah, you or someone you know would like to be a guest just <laughs> take a sign oh god guys literally two months ago i said to sarah i said sarah you have one job i said i'm over here i'm, I'm editing the podcast i'm doing the social media I'm, guys it's so true i'm checking the email I once a social month media i did a really cool sometimes. social media post that you really liked Wait a minute. Can you start checking this email then? Sure. Okay. Can you add that to my list? Please reply to Mike and Susan in a timely Great. manner. <laughs> um, so I say to Sarah two months ago, I'm like, Sarah, can you please, can, can you please, like, we were thinking about getting some guests on the show, right? So I was like, can you please reach out to, like, some other podcasters, see if they would want to come on and, like, do, like, a guest research episode, like, yada, yada. She's like, no problem, guys, no problem. Crickets crickets so now we have hey, well my genius takes time okay so now we have sarah just just blindly on air being like anyone 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 fire sale to be a guest on the podcast which is fine i guess so you know write in i guess this is sarah's strategy write in if you want to be a guest on our podcast the criteria is you have to have a case that you want to talk about okay 
Right? Right, Sarah right. Bear? Okay. That's right. Okay, should we wrap this? Like, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Yes, I think we should probably wrap it. Okay. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, this is Emily. And this is Sarah. And this is Sisters Take a Side. Bye.